This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome, folks, to episode 73 of The Morgue, an official Corpse Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. My man, how are you? Howdy, everybody. Uh, yeah, this, it'd be the summer continues, Arturo. Like, uh, we still the double have double feature like, summer we have going on. And then we have trailers. Yeah. Like, it's like we have, you see, it's like I told you last week, they're just blowing their load now. It's like, <laughs> here's the content we were holding back on you guys. We're getting trailers every week and, yeah. and, or every other day, pretty much, something new. It's, yeah. uh, it's full blown fucking, you know, theater summer, man. Yeah, man, it's it's gotten to the point where we've had to like double stack each of these episodes because yeah. it's like, oh well, we gotta talk about all this stuff, you know. So uh we'll just jump right in. Uh the the first trailer I wanna talk about is uh, Fear Street, surprisingly, right? Like uh, so as of this recording, the first one's come out and, you know, and by the time you might listen to it, the second movie might come out. But there's a whole trilogy based on like the R.L. Stein books. Yeah. And, uh, uh, three weeks, three movies. Yes. 1994, 1974 mm-hmm. and then 1664. I just saw the trailer before we just went on the air again. And, you know, it looks impressive, honestly. I didn't think it would look that good. (laughs) Um, It looks like they definitely thought everything out. Um, I'm liking the young characters they have, the uh, the kids in the 1994 version. Young talent in horror is where usually you stand out, like, right? Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. You have other actors in, in... in other Paul, was it was it Paul Rudd's like first big we movie? Ju- we like just a- spoke about Paul Rudd in Halloween Six, right? Yes, so yes. Talent usually starts in horror, which is funny. Like they they think it's the easiest thing to do, but you know you need a wide range of uh you know a, a, a wide range of emotions to be in a horror movie. So I'm excited about this, dude. Like it looks good. Like it looks like a good project. Uh, I'm just hoping um they're able to tie everything together because it's just three hour and a half movies i think right yeah and uh they're all releasing on netflix within the span of a month which is cool you know it, it, that's all cool that they've developed these and had these ready to go all at one time you know what i mean yeah absolutely and, and 
and response to the first one has been good. So, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. As as we're recording this, I haven't seen it. But um, yes, I haven't seen it either. I'm holding off till all three come out. Uh, that way, I can yeah, watch them right? all together. Um, That's what I'm thinking maybe too. Binge watch yeah. it all together, you know, um, because it it might feel more like a show. I don't know. Um, I'm excited to watch it, though, yeah, but, but I'm waiting yeah, to all three come out. It's clearly a package, you know, and yeah. I'm not going to lie and say I've read like Fear Street books. No, I, 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 I read Goosebumps and that was pretty much it for me. You yeah, know, like uh, I, I did. I dipped out after Goosebumps. You know, uh, there's some blood in the trailer. There's like some violence in it. Yeah, so it I'm looks like, like it's like uh, either a mature PG-13 or or a rated R kind of flick, right? It's rated R. Yeah. Right? So I, I mean, it could be rated R. Or I, TVMA, I saw, like, I depending on how Netflix wants to pimp it out, right? So yeah, word, right? I mean, I'm I'm excited to see that, and you know, I'm excited to see what a brutal R.L. Stein story can say, and then yeah, like I'm. And I'm excited to see how they all tie together when they're all finished. Uh, but moving on to something that, like, I'm personally, I don't know. Let, let's see how you feel about this one, Arturo. Uh, so we're getting a sequel to Don't Breathe. We've talked about this before. Oh, man. And we finally, got the tra- we finally got the trailer for Don't Breathe 2 exclusively in theaters this August, which so, is a big nail in the coffin for it for me. But <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Um, I'm going to see it because that is my responsibility to you all out yeah. there. Um, yeah. Honestly... Um, I kind of like the direction they're going with this one. Um, and they're just mm-hmm. they're going like, you know what? Like, yeah, you were the bad guy in part one, but like you seem to have this solid character, this well-rounded kind of character. Like he's blind, he has these kind of like abilities and blah 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 blah. What can we do with that? And like I don't know how he's just hanging out with a little girl now all of a sudden. <laughs> and and like yeah. a, and her mom trusts him too. So I, I don't know how that happens. So I'm curious to see. Uh, um, if yeah, this was like before, maybe, you know, so um, before I'm, the original I'm, one, I, I don't know. What do you think? Tech? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's after. Yeah. Because like in the trailer, the, the, like, so. Oh yeah. The house. I, I, so it has to be after. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It has to be after, but like, so I'm thinking that like, uh, you know, the, the way to move this franchise forward, they're probably thinking is to put this scumbag against bigger scumbags. You know, because in yeah. Don't Breathe, in the Don't Breathe, the victims were all scumbags, except Jane Levy, who was like the least scummiest of the scumbags. But you still know a I mean? scumbag at heart. But though. still a, yeah, but yeah. still. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now it's just like, oh, maybe we can make him seem like the good guy. by Because yeah, it's hard after that, that finale in the first one, right? Where you get like this really grody, like motivation and like the speech and what he was actually yeah, going to do that, that's why i'm curious to see if they ultimately stick with the baby face turn or they continue yeah. with the heel shit because honestly like i looked at that trailer in a way like oh he could be a slasher the, that yeah, scene where like, he just kind of it was so very michael myers when he just goes to the window and grabs that guy i was like oh that's interesting yeah so, like so yes, yes if they continue this like i really that's why i kind I want to see it because I'm just curious to see what the entire story um, is is telling because we got this picture of this guy to just be a, an absolute savage, you know? Yeah, um, like use that, use those powers for good, kind of thing. And, yeah, but again, and that's like, what I'm thinking. It's like a that's what I'm thinking. It's a sequel because like 
the the scumbags like one of them says oh you don't know who he really is and i was like oh so maybe he he found a new life like somewhere like started bonding with this lady and this other little girl but it seems and... like he's still in his house though is it a, it's a different house yeah it? like it looks yeah. kind of similar but I, I like i have to go back and look he at probably it. has he probably you know what he probably ha- found a house that looks exactly the same like but, but, I, but he's blind I, that's the other thing too <laughs> Like, you know what? I don't even know. Maybe it but is again, before. Like, but, like um, I, but again, like, I'm not interested, like, more in, in the timeline. I'm more interested in in what they're trying to tell. Because I'm yeah. just curious. I'm like, just as a horror fan, just like, oh, why would you continue the story with this guy kind of being anti-hero you know so yeah, yeah let's see what he, happens he was super gross dude like, yeah it, that's and now like, he's it's talking very... a lot too and i hated when he talks so i'm like Man. that <laughs> you know? that's true that was it's emphasizing the worst aspects of that first one he always so talks long. like this or something like that it's uh it's terrible you see i can't even do yeah. it that's how bad it is but um and, like i gotta be honest that trailer didn't like look so great with like how heightened his powers are gonna be you know like listen, uh now, it, now they're powers. If you know this what I mean? thing now just like, sneaks into Amazon just real quick, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I will watch it on Amazon for sure. But if it's only yeah, theaters, um, I'm hoping AMC carries it to use my A-list on that thing so I don't really have to feel the burn, you know? But yeah, um, I mean, shit. You know what? Like, I can't really complain because we spoke about content and lack of content last year all fucking time. Yeah, so, I'd like, rather now, get a bad movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we've gotten them already. I mean, Spiral wasn't that great. A Quiet Place 2 wasn't that great. But finally, we finally saw something that was pretty decent, right? And uh, yes, for our double feature uh, for the show, folks, where uh, uh, we got t- two movies for you. I, I was going to say two good ones, but it's not really like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have well, one good one. Amazon. Speaking yeah. of Amazon, right? Speaking like, of streaming and, and Amazon movies, uh, the first one is uh, The Tomorrow War with uh, Star-Lord himself, Chris Pratt. And J.K. Yes. Simmons finally able to show off how diesel he got for that Jim Gordon role, right? Yo, yeah, we've said we said this before. What a fucking waste, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, he's like, what a waste. Because the dude that was getting was. jacked, and now I'm curious: was he getting jacked for the Tomorrow War? Like, I don't know, <laughs> because he has the beard still and all that. You know what I mean? And then, I, and then I'm seeing these fucking. What is it? He does um an insurance commercial. He's where he's clean shaving. So I don't know when he did it, but he finally gets to show off those muscles. He looks great. So good for him. And uh, he's great in the movie. Like he's solid. I'm not saying great, but he's a solid. He's solid. The little bit we get of him, solid. Everyone was fucking good. Um, the Tomorrow War. Um, straight off on our uh, scale, I'd say pay for it. I would have loved to actually seen this in the movie theaters because of just the magnitude of everything. It's an epic fucking movie. It's a it's legit a summer popcorn flick, a summer blockbuster, whichever one you want to call it. But it was a fun action movie uh, with some good sci-fi shit in it, good alien design, a good little story, a little on the long side, but when you see it, you understand why the length is there. I dug the movie. I enjoyed watching it. I, I, um, I kind of wish I saw it in theater. How about you, Tex? What, what do you think? I would agree. Yeah, I'm not as high on it as you are, but I'm still a pay for it. Like, I, I very much enjoyed it. It's directed by the guy who's done, um, 
Lego Batman movie. Oh, is that who did it? He, okay. Yeah, he's he's done like some robot chicken episodes <laughs> and like <laughs> so great. like hey, that, fuck it. He and, did a good job if that's the case. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like it that kind of tells you the tone of this thing. Like uh the the thing I can liken it to is like Starship Troopers. Yeah. Uh but but it's just you know, it's not as smart as Starship Troopers, because Starship Troopers is very like politically inclined and it's yeah, very Verhoeven like dis- shit, you know so yeah it's it, yeah that's true like yeah. you you can't compare it to verhoven but no. it, in terms of just uh presenting a, a summer blockbuster like you said like a, a an alien summer movie that i would have saw in the theaters you know yeah. what i mean i like i really liked it too man but like um i i think that length is his biggest problem i think that's it what, is you know, um but just just for all the buddies out there I didn't watch it in one sitting straight through. Um, yeah, same here. Because of interruptions and stuff like that. So I, maybe that's why I think I digested it like well. Um, because mm-hmm. I was able to kind of just, you know, watch 45 minutes and then just pause at a certain moment because of an interruption and then keep going and then pause again. But that made it digestible. That made the two hour and 15 minute length very digestible. Um, yeah. And it. You know what, though? It kind of worked because of just of the kind of story it is. Um, there's a lot of parts to this story, and it does I feel think, like yes. it, it could have been like a miniseries, right? That's exactly what it is. Because like a like, fallen skies ter- kind of thing, you know? Yes. Like in terms of like a movie, that ba- that third act of the movie feels like a completely different story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it completely starts like a whole new thing. And yeah, it's part of the main story. But like you said, like it feels like it would have been a third episode, you know, like, oh, here's episode three to end it all. Here's the finale. And I would have been like, oh, okay. And I watched it as such. Like I like I ended up breaking off at that part and then starting it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm telling you, like four parts, four 30 minute segments. And then like that last one could be longer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and but like even with all that said, I still had a very good time. Like you know, yeah. Chris Pratt's like Chris Pratt's fine. Like he does he does what he needs to do. Like being like the anchor of this movie, you know what I mean? It's not like in terms of the writing, it's not asking for like, but it's also not pretending to be like this big. Yeah, thing, yeah, you know? exactly. It's a it's a very simple story at the core of it. Like there's no social commentary here. There's no political undertones. There's really like nothing behind it there's no message behind it you know what i mean it's a simple story about you know this guy the people going back people going to the future to help out the future fight aliens and then bringing back yeah. uh, a cure kind of shit or yeah, like uh, even, you know, a even with the even with the story it's already kind of dumb but like yeah. it knows it like it, yeah, it's not dude, pretending like, like it, it. it exactly it's not pretending it's um Annihilation, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, or arrival, or something like that. It knows, it knows where it fits, and I think this is why it was kind of perfect for streaming as well. They knew it's like, hey, listen, we have this cool story, we have some cool visuals attached to it, but you know, we don't want to like go all out there and, and make a big deal out there and fucking in cinema. We just want to show this cool little story. Um, yeah, because I think it worked. Amazon or. Yeah, Amazon original movies are very hit and miss, oh, mostly miss. Big like time. although like although we've talked about before how they can nail the TV shows. Yeah. They their movies just don't get that same I don't love. Watch I watch a lot of Amazon original movies. I honestly would I would 
first watch a Netflix original movie than an Amazon original movie. Um, right. From all the shit we talk about Netflix, but their original movies at least have more of an oomph behind it. Um, yes. This yes. Amazon original movies usually feel a bit more Hallmarkish, a bit more like straight to TV kind of things. Um, yes. Uh, TV movies that are seem small, but um, they've been for sure trying to like get something that hits for a while in terms of movie. As you mentioned, everything they actually release is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a dud, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they finally this, got one. Yeah, because this is their this is their summer blockbuster, like we said, and it kind of it starts immediately. Like so, the the main like you said, uh, like you alluded to, the main premise is that 30 years in the future, you know, human humanity's fighting like this race of aliens, and so they they go back to the past to recruit people from the past to like fight in this war. It's very dumb. Like it's very like it's very dumb, start- but like <laughs> but you're like oh okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's dumb, but it's not a, such a dumb concept where you're trying to, like, figure out shit yes, too much, you know? Exactly. Like, you're not questioning stuff. Yeah. It's you're kind of like, like, oh, okay. You're it's- like, oh, okay, cool. Because honestly, in the trailer, they pretty much gave you everything you kind of needed. The third act is what you don't get in the trailer, like, in, like in terms of uh, that part of the story. But the trailer pretty much fed you everything you need to know about this movie. And that's why yes. going in, you're like... Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're accepting it off the bat because you know what you're getting into, and you're like, "Oh shit, I want to see what happens," you know? Yes, exactly. Because like you know, it's it's a serious thing. Like it's a serious concept you know at its core but then you know then it's filled with summer blockbuster type characters oh big time you know you get you get characters who are quipping you have like people who are known better in like comedies like the the main the main side like you have fodder who's like just known to be side characters in comedies too like um i forgot what her name was but she was one of the first ones to go in the tunnel um yes yes with the big dude with the beard i've seen him elsewhere as well yes and, and, and they, were, uh, the, they were just there and the main dude i like uh charlie uh sam richardson he's yes. been in like tons of comedies and like tons of like stuff like that he was awesome yeah it's yeah exactly it's to the point where it's like it's so many of those people at first you're like oh is this like a parody of like but then no like it's all just to help this tone of like, yeah, this is this is a wild concept, and let's just have fun with it, right? Yeah, like it, and, and and you know what, too, um, two points, um, that attached to your point. So one, having Chris Pratt is perfect because he comes from that comedy world, so he, like he's yes, able to go back yes. and forth real quick, and he, it works. It works with him because to slide right into my second point, because he's just a normal guy. So having these kind of characters around kind of works because these are just normal people being drafted it's not like they're like military people or like um or like army of the dead militia or like you know like mercenaries or anything like that they're just normal people like you know just like from like everyday lives uh, teachers and blue collar workers white collar workers just like drafted into this future war and that's why it kind of works with all those like different kinds of personalities because they're just people they just gathered randomly yeah like and it's it's called attention to like that's actually a big point in the movie where uh it, it's a really funny scene that i don't want to give away but it has to do with the chef's hat like i i yeah i was like i was really digging that i was like oh okay so yo and because then, it's true you know, yo because like yes and, and i like that too a lot because it shows urgency as well because 
these guys were going to go through what, like a, a week of training or something before they actually got sent out. Right. It was like yes, at least yes. a day or two of training or some shit like that. But then something happened in the future where like a research lab got compromised. We're like, yo, you motherfuckers need to get the fuck out of there. And it, into the future now or else we're all gonna fucking like this will be all for nothing so they pretty much they pretty much told them whatever you're wearing just keep it on we'll just give you fucking fatigues but then it got to a point where like you know fuck it just put your armor on and get the fuck out of there so you had people wearing their fucking civvies you know <laughs> wearing and their like, chef and, uniform and shit <laughs> you know and, and once it gets going it's already like like the action uh it's very like it's solid. It's blockbuster action. Yeah, it like, really it's, you is. You know, because because yeah. like like just as an example, the the first time they go through the the, the time portal effect is cool. Like I I like how they kind of get sucked through it. They get sucked upwards. Yeah. And then the part where they get dropped down is really neat. It's unexpectedly brutal once Dude. they finally get to like the actual Dude, like. And I'm glad they told you. It's like oh shit. Something went wrong with the coordinates because I was like, "Why would you just drop them there?" Yeah, that was like, "Why would you just drop the people in a ra- out of the sky like that?" That's crazy. Yeah, because he was like fucking with his bracelet or whatever, you know. Uh, but that's all like nonsense. But like uh, getting to like the main enemy, it's you know, like calling back to Starship Troopers. It's like mass, like it's this horde of generic aliens, but they're all cool. Like yeah. I, I like the I like the alien designs. Yeah, like they're too, like white lot. with like little. With white with like little snake mouth tentacle things. Yeah, like and two like, tentacles c- coming out of their backs. They they resemble like um. What are they called? White spikes. White spikes. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and they shoot out their teeth. Like yeah, uh, it's, they kind of remind me of an alien kind of like dog breed like thing that I think I saw in Riddick or some shit like that. Yeah, one of those movies. But like it, like yeah. It, it, like it reminds me of a Cloverfield S kind of with like that movie underwater. The way they move sometimes is very fluid. Um, it was very cool. I, I like the design. They looked fucking just gnarly. Like that mouth they had was fucking gnarly. And what was cool is that um, you know, they are like this breed that it's subservient to like a queen, pretty much. So, you yes. know, like it's a typical alien horde shit where you have this queen yeah. and, and they're protecting the queen. And dude, like when they captured the queen in the future and they were on that like oil rig, like, you know, research lab in the in the ocean. And then these fucking things penetrated. Dude, that was crazy. What a scene. Like what? Like, th- yes, they did a great fucking job with their CG, by the way. I wish they would have had a practical version of yeah. the alien. That way, when you do some close ups, especially when it was trapped um, in the lab. You know, I wish that one was a bit more practical. Uh, I think that was totally CG, um, but it was very well done CG. Everything looks really good in the movie, though. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I, like maybe like an Independence Day type of a Jace kind of thing where yes. we get like w- yes. at least one alien that's practical that they're yes. cutting up. You know, yeah, like, it, um, yeah, like a big version of the queen in the lab was a, a perfect part, um, a perfect um. Uh, time to actually do that in my opinion so i kind of wish right. they did that um but at least it looked good um they definitely right. spent a lot of money because it looked really good because they they did super close-ups of these things all the time and yeah um they did not shy away from showing the alien whatsoever which which is also dope because you have like movies at times 
where they kind of shy away from it and it's very underwhelming. Thing remake, for example, it comes to mind. Um, but I really liked the design. It was dope. That queen design was dope too. It was like when they were in their, you know, in their pods and thing, like their head shape, her head shape specifically reminded me a lot of the of the Xenomorph Queen. It had that kind of shape to it, like a big kind of I don't uh, know. It was just really well done. Yeah. They yeah, grabbed a lot of ideas from a lot of places. So I'm really glad they kind of just showcased them the entire time too. Right. And like the emotional core of it all was, uh, you know, a father and, and a father and daughter and son story. Really? Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's really family. father and children. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, hey, Tex, you know, it's all about family, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause Chris Pratt's character like has an estranged father in JK Simmons. And then he, you know, he goes, when Chris Pratt goes to the future, he meets his daughter who, you know, who's also like 30 years older, who's the lady from Chuck. Remember Chuck? Yeah, she was Dexter's girlfriend, bro. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. She was there yeah. too. I just I was oh, hoping man. they'd fucking stick it out in the long run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> was she the one that stuck around? Yeah, because I remember he gave, yeah, she stuck around because Dexter kind of gave her son her kids to her remember when he had to like oh, leave, he was like oh you're gonna yeah. end out with her down in florida somewhere in florida or whatever you know what and we'll see soon with the the new season coming our way <sighs> listen i know right r.i.p we'll talk about that when we talk about that because i'm a huge we're gonna talk, dexter we're fan def- we're definitely gonna talk about that i i need i need time to watch the other seasons anyway um, i'm very but, underwhelmed um, with that little teaser but whatever <laughs> but back to yeah. Tomorrow War, though. But you're back absolutely to right, Tomorrow though. War. Um, uh, the story picked the characters in terms of the, the emotional core. The casting was good. Yeah. Like, like I said, I wasn't big into Chris Pratt. Like, I wasn't really sold 100% that this dude can carry a movie like that. But, like, you know, he sold me in this one. I was like, oh, shit. You, uh, I, you, can, you can act. I feel yeah, something for well, you. You know what I mean? So. Maybe, with, maybe with Chris Pratt, like, he needs ensembles. Like, I think what we've seen in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, he needs, like, talented people around him. Which you is, know, which is like, nothing wrong with which that. Which is fine. Like, I'll that's, take that nothing... because it, 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 it makes the job easier because it just – Yeah, absolutely. Listen, not everybody can be like a Will Ferrell. You know what I mean? Where they can carry a load entirely, <laughs> you know? But, uh, like, I dig it. Like, if that's the way it works – I'm fine with it because then you surround him with, as you mentioned, just fucking talent that gets showcased even more because he kind of just works very well with people around him and the talent around him kind of shines all the time. Like uh, with Charlie, right? Even J.K. Simmons, a short time he was there, he was dope. Um, Oh, and then uh, fucking – Dante. I mean, Dante. I, I don't know. I don't know his real name, but I don't know like, his real name either. Fucking, but we'll talk more, more about Dante when we talk about the purge later. Word, but he's great too. Like, um, yeah, it's solid, know, dude. And there's a lot of smaller things in Tomorrow War that are great. That like, if you get caught up in how long it is, because yeah, I I get it. It's a long movie, you know. But it, or it feels long. But like at the same time, you you miss the stuff where it's like, oh, science is very important. You yes. know, learning is very Dude, important. Yes, like, I absolutely like- <laughs> love that because, like, you know, Chris Pratt wasn't the oh, just give me a gun and I'll solve your problem thing. His original goal in the movie before everything went down was to work in a research lab. You know, and his yes. you know, and he didn't get the job. And I love how um, in this movie, as you said, like intel 
intelligence is showcased, you know, and and it's rewarded too. Yes. Um, like I love how you know the really smart dudes are black. You know, the, the volcano yeah. kid was black. Um, Charlie obviously black. You know, he was smart. W- what was he? He was like a professor of something or other. Yeah, right? he was. He was also like a, a climate fucking earth geography yeah, really whatever professor smart, right? shit and yeah like he- yeah so i'm glad that you know they're showcasing you know intelligence and i'm glad that uh ivan stravinsky uh, ivan stravinsky's character um in the future the lady from chuck yeah she's the one that discovers a way to kind of you know like neutralize and kill the enemy so it's not just about brute and brawn and like give me a gun and fucking let me shoot everything you know people gotta sit down and think about shit and i love how uh, chris pratt's um wife in the um a movie uh, betty gilpin right she gives him an idea hey maybe like we're thinking about the wrong year here maybe we have to look somewhere yeah. else you know, like, and that's that's totally like a summer blockbuster. Yes, thing too, exactly. Like, 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 how the fuck? Like, like, how oh, are you this taking is, this so easily like that? Yeah, this is where the the hero, you know, talks to his wife, and she's yeah. like, "Don't give up." You yeah. know, don't. Maybe you're not looking at it the right way, or some shit. And I'm like, I was oh, down. This is- I was in it to win it, though. Yeah, I was like, like yeah, I was yes. so down. I was in the in the third act where he starts hunting for this, you know, this, this spaceship <laughs> dude. I was all over that. I'm like, I'm like, you fucking show out oh my god yeah. no. i was totally like just ask my kids at some point and they were like what's daddy watching down there you know i was yeah, dude. i was totally in it to win it like a popcorn flick i was just in it i was like fuck it ultimately that's what it is like if you just want a good summer blockbuster yeah. that you can check out at home you know if you're if you're bored on like a there you go if you're bored uh i mean it's already july 4th when we're recording but like on a sunday afternoon or something like check it out like that's this is your this is your sunday afternoon movie like yeah it's and it's totally to the point where you can just kind of put it on at like any point and just kind of chill and do whatever you want to do yeah Um, it's it's one of those movies as you mentioned text You'll probably see it on Sci-Fi Channel, like in a year. Yeah, or two, like you know? if you know if it's on TV and you're flipping through channels, you stick around and you're like, oh, okay, let me let me just go ahead and watch the the cool fucking bombing scene, or like let me watch this cool like let me watch the Arctic scene and shit like that. Where yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, exactly. Know. But uh, uh, Tex, as you mentioned, you mentioned oh something yeah, there's about- something that. That will definitely be on TV someday. Yeah, that you and might not want to see. <laughs> exactly, and you might not want to stick around for this. Is um our next just headline for the uh for the show is um the Forever Purge, or just we're just gonna be talking about the Purge franchise in general right now. Yes, the Forever Purge, ever Purge, ever after, whatever the fuck they want to call forever. it. You know, you know what? I'm glad that like you know in the trailer he says the Forever Purge. That, you know, the main, like, the, the guy in the beginning, you know, oh. but in the movie, he says, he says ever after. And I'm like, oh, thank God he didn't say the forever purge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and okay, if we're going to, okay, so, so we're going to start talking about the newest one yeah. first, obviously. Um, yeah. It's, listen, it's a purge movie, okay? <laughs> um, it's a purge movie, uh, but this time, instead of, you know, kind of the black versus white thing it's like a brown versus white thing now um yeah, just straight up honestly and yes. um they seem to want to kind of showcase mexican talent which is awesome but then like they kind of don't do it fully or very um they don't really go all in we're gonna break it down to the point where it's like yo like why even try and showcase this talent like why even make it 
like this, but then still end up writing the same bullshit you've been writing for years, right? Right. Yeah. To to just to start it off, uh, this is the fifth movie in the Purge franchise. Technically, the eighth entry of the fir- the Purge franchise overall, if you consider the two TV show seasons, which we don't. But no, we don't. Tec- yeah, we don't. yeah, but technically, <laughs> it's the eighth. It's the eighth Purge thing that um, that the central writer has been involved with. Uh, you know, it's James Demond go again same writer across all five movies um a different director uh who i don't know who else what he did but it's at least a mexican director um but uh so the whole thing is despite election year um the whole thing with that senator lady the and whole her getting point elected, of election year was to kind of change the purge yeah, despite that, in the beginning, we it's established that, oh, well, that didn't work out and the NFFA is back in power. They reinstated the purge like immediately. So with this newest purge that we get, instead of ending after the, the 12 hours, it's now forever. Like forever. it's just ever after. Yeah, yeah people uh, apparently it's this thing that took off online where people were just like, ah, oh, we just want to purge purge ever after. I think that's yeah, what they call it. It was like it's, a QAnon kind of community where they get together pretty much and kind of fucking yeah. wanna erase anything that's not white in the country. Yeah, like it's you know, if if you've seen the other purges, you know yeah. it's like it's very like white supremacist and like there's and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like it, it's got all this like, imagery in it. Yeah, yeah, that and they also throw class war into it as well, you know, rich versus poor. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't yes. even do rich versus poor. They they try. You see, that's the problem they with try. this one. They yes. try. Like the first real thing we get for this, you know, forever purge is uh, some of our main characters. You know, get um, their ranch gets invaded and they get tied up and everything. And one of the the farm hands, the ranch hands, one of the cowboys that, that works there is the one that broke into the house and everything. Um, yeah, and, then, and it, it's yes, it's technically our explanation of what this whole thing is, right? Yes. Like the whole ideology of this ever after purge or whatever like this is the movie explaining but, to us but then like, like it gets this the whole message gets skewed because at first it's like yes. hey listen um okay, again these were white people right who yes like went into this white people's farm and ranch and they were gonna kill them and they were like hey listen we're tired of you guys making your money off our labor off our backs and we don't get the respect you don't get the money you know that like the share the share of wealth is very uneven pretty much is what they're getting to and i'm like okay cool but then this kind of as the movie kind of goes along it's begins to turn the the message of the forever purge turns into one of hey it's a cleansing now we're here to cleanse america now of people coming across our borders and it's just like what happened you know (laughs) what it's happened it's the move it's the one that deals with immigration like the so like we saw in the first purge maybe more explicitly like and technically in the other purges where it's like the whole idea of the central conceit of the franchise was that like you know these low income people are being uh what's the word where it's unbalanced like they they are dying in bigger numbers than the wealthy the more wealthy people which is what we see from the very first movie yeah. right like it's it's always been about money to them but like in this one like you said it all gets thrown out as you start introducing immigration yeah. ethnic cleansing and like it's 
like, oh, wait a minute. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, my major problem with it, like, well, like, it was smack dab in the middle. It's like, okay, I understand what's going on, right? But, like, you want to cleanse, quote unquote, you want to cleanse your country, but you're fucking destroying it. These people yeah. were just fucking savages. Like, they were, like, completely destroying the towns. It looked like the fucking Smallville scene from Man of Steel, bro. Like, everything just <laughs> blowing up, everything getting destroyed. I'm like, what? Like, you're destroying your country. You know, like, I, it just... Listen, it's it was one of those movies that legit was trying to tap into that racial shit that was has been going on here in America, yeah, like, you know, for the last couple of years. Really, yeah, like, you can't really avoid how it, it depicts, like, it, it does, this is a kind of real-life event, yeah. Jace, where it's, like, where we saw what happens when angry people just devolve into chaos you know because it's like there's no there's no it's directionless and ultimately that's what happens with this one right like it's just it's directionless because you're like what what ultimately what do people want other than just to murder all the time yeah like i guess that's what it is they just want to murder forever like i i guess yeah because i'm like like but like that makes no sense you know because then also like because then they're saying oh the nffa is not supporting this forever purge group or whatever uh the nffa is deploying troops and i'm like but wait a minute like you guys are on the same fucking page over here the whole point of the purge is to do that but like in a controlled way that isn't so fucking savage you know, like you yeah, guys are on the yeah. same fucking page. I don't understand why you're fighting against the NFFA. These are the people that empowered you. Like it's it's just nonsense, Tex. It's racial nonsense, yeah. and it's very like low hanging fruit shit. You know? Yeah, and it and it sucks too, cause like that all would have been easier to swallow had we had a good central core. Yes. Like we've seen, we've seen from the better movies in the purge franchise where you could you can wipe away a lot of how how purgers act by like you know more in investing in like the people surviving yeah you know like a good example is the very first one you know you like you get these you, know, you get these people coming to his door you know um and you're like oh these people are acting really like weirdly and like masks and they're all very into it and they can't wait to kill and all that stuff at the same time, you're very invested in like Ethan Hawke's like family dynamic, you yeah. know, and you you want you want to see them survive. And it's there's a better example in Anarchy of this where it's like you you really care about that core group, and you're like, yeah, I want I want Frank Grillo to get them all to safety, you yeah. know. Word. And it and in here you have it's all mixed in with the racial shit again, like yeah. you said, like it. So like the the main thing is like um, we start out with this this couple who who have immigrated to America within like the past year. And this yeah, is their like, first purge. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got jobs super quick and they just, I don't know, like that was super fast. So also like in like, if we're talking about real talk, I'm like, how did she, she's already running like a whole fucking like meat packing. As someone who knows people specifically, yeah, like, like who have been in that situation, that's very possible. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that that's okay. not possible. That's good to know that. Cause I was like, shit, that was fucking fast. Because that's also, uh, so you know, I'm I'm trying to like tiptoe around it because no, like it's, it's all good. It's I a understand. Very, no, it's a, no, I, it's I a definitely very, understand it's a, because I don't want to get into that either. You know, but like like in terms of just story, uh, but that's good yeah, to know yeah. though. That's good to know that that happened. And, no, and no, I think also they also use the fact that he's probably a quick learner, and she and she picked up English pretty fucking quick too. Yeah, like that's all like 
that's possible. It is possible for them to, to find jobs and find good jobs like very quickly. Good. You know, is yeah. Okay. So but yeah, the the whole thing is they, you know, they they come to America, this is their first purge that they're trying to live through. But instead of focusing on this couple that we start the movie with, yeah. it inst- yeah, it instead the main crux of the story is this wealthy white couple who's like who's like, oh, I don't I, I don't like this guy. And the, the main thing is like the main argument is like, oh, you don't like me because I'm Mexican. And yeah. Like, oh. Yo, but like listen, it goes it's but it's so blatant where like Everyone, yes. by the way, everyone in the family seems to be very cool, very progressive. Like, they're not MAGA shit, nothing like that, right? Like, yes. Uh, they- uh, they have like a Mexican nanny who's who's awesome with the children, and then uh, the guy whose whose wife parents, he's like, oh, I don't want my children speaking Spanish. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me with this and shit? The, like, and come the on, main man. the main head of the household, Chip, you yeah, know, fuck fucking, Chip, baby, R.I.P. Chip, I love you, Chip, R.I.P. Chip, yeah, Armageddon, man, Good Armageddon, movie. Chip, check forever, sh- forever, will always, be Chip, <laughs> yeah, always check out Armageddon, like always, if you please. ever see, yeah, always. That's speaking of Tomorrow War. Speaking of Channel Flippers, right? Like. Like if you if you see Armageddon, you, you stick keep on that it. shit on. You stick with that no matter what. All right, even <laughs> no, if that no, happens on the screen for too long. All right, you stick with it. But like, even the head of the household, even the head of the ranch, like even though the like the the first villain is saying that he they, he treats them like slaves, he literally gives them a bonus to he like survive. A make, bonus to make sure they bonus. survive. Yeah, like he makes like he gives them extra money to make sure they survive the night. Like it's but, so yeah. And and you know what though I think you said it best, Tex, um, because I was like, yo, he was very progressive for like you know like a, a, a cowboy in Texas like that, right? And then you were like, you yes, know what? He yes. was too progressive to live. <laughs> he was too progressive yeah. to live through this he, movie. He's like that's and, that's you know, dangerous thinking in the Purge movie, Chip. As we've learned through the Purge franchise, being progressive gets you killed. But yeah, um, big time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like that's what we're saying. Like it, you. You want to like this, this franchise wants to keep its main message of like low class versus high class type shit, yes, you know, upper, yeah. lower class versus upper class. But then you start, you know, it, it started happening in more explicitly in First Purge where you started introducing race to it. And now here it's it's introducing race in a way that like I don't think the writer would like I don't think DeMonica was ready for, you know, yeah, like because it's, it's like. You know, you change the setting to like this border town. You do this whole thing of like, oh, the Mexicans and oh, these people are coming to our country. And it starts getting clouded because then, you, like you said, it gets very overt. Like you, yeah. you get you you literally have him say you literally have the main uh, the main guy who's actually reported to be Namor. I hope he is right. Uh, I good, hope good so. on him. I like him. He was good. Yeah, you actually have Juan outright saying like, "Oh, you don't like me because I'm Mexican," kind of thing, and you, like you get these very like it's far more hokey yeah. than in the other ones. Yeah. That's ultimately what it is. It's just low hanging fruit. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah. They obviously use the MAGA shit and the Trump shit that was going on here in the, like in the states um, as yeah. inspiration for their story, but they obviously amplified it. You know, um, it's. 
it's very low hanging fruit, man. It, it, it's cheap. It, it's cheap heat. You know what I mean? Like that. that that's is, pretty much the che- best way I can explain it. It's the it's the easiest way to rile up some people, like us, for example. It's like we're just riled up because it's like, come on, dude, you guys can do better than this, you know? And it's right. fucked up because like I like the character of Juan of Juan and his wife Adela. Like it's a very good story. It's a very American story. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's yes. real shit. I was I I hope I was hoping to to get more of them but as you said like it turns into like this rich white guy and on top of that like it's not even about like uh, 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 they took my job shit either because obviously the rich white people are the ones who have the brown people helping them out you know so that's why it's like it's nonsense i'm like dude you're so rich because you know in texas you know way more than i do you're from texas so like you know right. there's a lot of money in like in those ranches and farming and stuff like that like you got money dude but then you're over here like oh um we, we have to stick with our own kind like like what like what, what yeah, are you he, who are like, you he, he literally says that in the movie yeah. like and that's stick with our own like what? Yeah, and that's the thing where he's like, uh, we get that in real life where people are like outright saying like, oh, I'm not racist, but I think people should stick with their own. But it's like, no, I'm you like, literally no, buddy, you're just- racist. <laughs> and and the problem with that is when you introduce all of that and do not like it ultimately does nothing with it. Like no, it, exactly. there's no there's no major change of his character. Like no. there's no like like the whole thing turns into how the main Mexican couple has to save their white allies, I guess. They're yeah. not even like, like they yeah. have to. Because s- they're not even friends. Juan works yeah, for this fucking guy. You know what I mean? And this fucking guy friends. doesn't even like Juan because Juan's a better cowboy than he is. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's what it is. Like Juan just saves him. He saves his boss. Juan and his friend who save his boss because he's a good dude, you know? And then it ends up, oh, we have like, we have to, um, we have to help them get all the way to Mexico, you know? And it's like, and it's it, like, why do we have to help them? You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. Adela, you and me and Tito, whatever his fucking name was like, let's oh, just R. go. R. All right, yeah. man, he was dope too. But like, it's like, it's like you were saying, it's like at the end of the day, you have what were supposed to be our main characters in the core of the movie, just as escorts for this rich white people who obviously they don't even give blood for these people. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't even like, like, like get get shot in the leg for him. You know what I mean? He doesn't get in the way of any danger for this guy. Um, but these guys are constantly put themselves in danger. Even the even the Native Americans in the movie, even they put themselves in the line of danger for this for, for these white people. And it's like like the purge doesn't get it. Like you had a good concept going on. Um, like that was good. Like the way they showed the beginning and them getting the jobs and working and, and seeing how they got a home now and how they're living. And I'm like, okay, dope. But then they got into I just really don't like that they decided to, oh, let's just go with, you know, template fucking B and template C of the, the Purge, you know? And yeah, it, it ultimately kind of sours the entire movie. Like, they do good things in terms of action and some camera work um, and the scene in El Paso where everything's on lockdown and it's just wild. Like, it's good, it's good action shit, but, like... Ultimately, it's like I tell you guys, I want a good fucking story. You know, I want a good story. The Tomorrow War, for example, that had a good story in it. Yeah, because like you said, like uh, it all like 
it's trying this new stuff like it's trying this new art like immigration argument within the same purge formula you know and you can't have it all especially especially when you get rid of the purge formula and have to find something new to do you know because the whole thing is that there's no like there's no they had to find a new ticking clock even then it's such a generic fucking idea because there's always like there have been so many movies where they have to get to the mexican border before then and then like before a certain time and unfortunately it's always part of like these very generic like mexican pride movies quote unquote like it's it's very like oh the mexicans will save the day and the native americans will save the day but like the problem here is like you you have that through the lens of someone who's obviously not like brown yeah or black you know and even and even worse off like even worse off like this is this could have like it's not the final movie in the Purge franchise anymore. You know they're already working oh, okay. on. Yeah, they're already working on part six, even though they said this was the last one. And if it was, it would have been disappointing because there's also no black people. Like there's one black person. There's one it. black dude that I, like I, Darius. I hope you're alive, brother. I hope you're alive, man, because you yeah, did good work. And- I thought it would tie into what we know about the Purge franchise already. I thought yeah. we'd get like the Revolutionary Fighters or like you know like. All of that's thrown to the wayside in in terms of like this new story that's ultimately centered around getting these two white people to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) And and one of them who, you know, what's great too that his kid was born in Mexico. Just so the racist one, just so the racist one could say "gracias" one, like basically like (laughs) oh you, like it's one of those like oh you Mexicans aren't so bad. Vaya con Dios, Juan. (laughs) (laughs) Hasta la vista, Juan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you it's know, like, basically um, yeah, that kind of shit, dude. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right, dude. And you know what's funny? Like, and then they get into like the flip flop of things on on how it is in um in, in the real world, where they're like, oh, now these American dreamers in Mexico, they want to get citizenship right. and blah blah blah. And then his kid was born in Mexico, so his kid's Mexican now. It's it's kind of like. Come on, man. Yeah, the, that's Come the hokey on. shit. Like, it's, it's the hokiest shit in a hokey franchise. Like, it's very, like, it's, you know, it's so surprising to see how The Purge could still Dude, get fucking cheesier. The apple has it, fallen so far from the fucking tree. <laughs> it's not even funny, bro. Like, okay, because, all right, so let's just fucking break it down over here because I'm tired of fucking talking about The Purge for for a long time now. I've been watching The Purge all week. Not even all week. It, I watched all Purge movies in one day. One fucking day, Tex. <sighs> yeah, I don't know why I did that oof. to myself. But um, I, Yeah, I saw them like, over a weekend. Just, just his background. But like, it's like uh, I yeah. said, though, but watch them in like in a binge fashion you realize how far the apple has fallen from the fucking tree dude because like for instance the best one out of the entire franchise in my opinion and i think you also agree is anarchy with uh yes when we get introduced to frank grillo who's who wants to go out there and purge but then he's a good guy and he's asked to save these people and they have to go through the town and like as we spoke before it was like a warrior's kind of vibe where you saw a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of that and then you had like this conflict uh, like of these fucking of these big ass like government trucks trying to fucking out people and shit it's you know you had 
a solid little fucking thing going on uh, with a really good fucking runtime as well. And yeah, it, uh, it's yeah. like it's like an hour twenty five or something. Yeah, like dude, that. it was it was nice and tight, and the story was well written in terms of just like following the proper characters. Um, and they, it's always the purge is always good when you have this one essential thing. Right. And then it shows how everything around it is affected by the purge. And in this one, in Anarchy, they do an excellent job of just really perfecting their formula in terms of what they really wanted us to see. They definitely started blowing themselves up after Anarchy because we get Election Day and Election Day is just like um, a purge concept on fucking acid or something. You just want to like, yeah, they they amp up the purgers, which is like, like, I get it. Like, I understand what you're trying to do. Everything is amped up. Like the dialogue, like people like curse like fucking 20 times more. I've got got no problem with foul language in movies, right? Me neither, because I use foul language all the time. Yeah, but when it's like every fucking line, like it's like every line has to be like some kind of, you know, very obnoxious, very like annoyingly boisterous shit, you know, like um, especially the, the girls who attack the, you know, the convenience store, like I want my I want my candy bar, motherfucker! Like, come on, dude! It's like, oh, so, like, and then and like she's I, like giving the finger at the same time. Dude, like, I'm so glad she, she got run over by that fucking truck. So good. <laughs> um, he definitely deserved it. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm ready to kill my mom and dad tonight. I, I'm gonna do you next." I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's like, can somebody yeah, just kill her already? It was painful. so like. Part three is just like I you said it best. It's obnoxious. Yeah, it's obnoxious, dude. It's the worst. It's the hardest one to get through. And you brought it correctly. Like again, like it's this purge thing. Always trying to. They want to tell you that story about the class war and how usually class wars is white versus you know color. And in this one, they always they. They always, not even in this one, in all purges, that they just try to sugarcoat it. Like at the end, they always try to make a like white martyr or a person who is of Unfold, white race yeah. be like the one who understands the trials and tribulations. Like in in, in election day, it's the senator. You know what I mean? Like yes. you know, like she's the one who wants to be in the front. Like oh no, I'm not gonna you know let this go down like that. And and it's like come on, man, come on. It's yeah. like like in the original purge. It was real, you know. It was real, like it, like it, and it was real. It was blatant, you know. And they weren't afraid to kind of, you know, throw it in your face. It's like, yeah, look at these privileged white people, and like in these houses with fucking steel doors and shit, getting killed by more privileged white people, right? But then you throw yes. Dante into the mix, right? And then you're like, oh shit, this is different. This is when like the purge concept started. It's like, oh, listen, like we want to purge. This is our right to purge. Give us our victim back and stuff. So you had this more interesting story. Um, and in Anagarel, in Anarchy as well you had another interesting story but then after that it just fizzles out like totally like grillo could only do so much in election day you know but yeah when you go so far away from from grillo's character is when you start kind of killing it and then yeah also like uh, the newfound founding uh, the newfound the new founding fathers were also so uh, just obnoxious and just over the top like white old men which is like come on dude it starts with him dropping like the main new founding fathers guy dropping the c word 
he calls her like he calls her the c word like yeah. straight up like like in the beginning he's like oh this motherfucking you know all yeah. the, and I'm like I'm like yo like calm like, the fuck, fuck out man. Like, like is this is this necessary one, you know like not one decent human being out of the lot they're all just fucking trash you know yeah and in yeah. the church then, scene too like they're just like you see how more how much more trash they are with their families it's like come on like you don't it, really like. Yes, it, it sucks, man. It's it's so disconnected from the yeah. central reality that they yeah. tried to, you know, and, you know, it's the social commentary stuff that gets it. And that's the problem. It gets so over like, I guess, like what it is, is just like there's social commentary, but there's also no commitment to it, you know, what until though, like until I, like first purge. And even then, yeah. like, I think I even know then in first why, though, thanks. It's the state of America throughout the years. If you think about it and you look at it, like they had their main thing was, you know, rich versus poor. That was the main right. point of the perk, right? And as the movies progressed throughout the years and this country was hasn't had, you know, hasn't had a good decade, they input more social commentary in there. They sprinkled more of this. They sprinkled those Europeans coming to America. I mean, you remember in fucking Election Day, like those annoying yeah. Europeans who who come to America just to fucking die, which is great. Like, come on, you're such like like, like what? Like, I hope yeah, you like your them vacation. Murder fuckers. tourists, or yeah, some that's sh- stupid. Sh- it's it's dumb. And then yeah. in First Purge, you get First Purge is probably the best in terms of that. But even then. Yeah. You get so much dialogue that's written by obviously someone who hasn't experienced it from yeah. that point of view. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when it starts to really stick out. And then it gets even worse in Forever Purge, where it's like, at least you have a director who can channel good action scenes, like you said, where yeah. like that that first that first run through El Paso when they're on oh, foot. Yeah, that was awesome. And it's like a tr- it's like one like long tracking shot. Yeah, it's, that it's probably it probably the best in the Yes, it's probably the best part. Like, I want to say it's one of my top things in like the franchise overall. I agree. It it was awesome. It was very well done. I literally sat up in my seat. I was like, yo, this is legit. But yeah, because um, before that, to be honest with you, I was looking at my clock. We're like, oh, okay. uh, We're still doing this right now. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's probably the. Pro, like the main problem is having one central writer do it all you know like it's the same writer i think like and demonico he directed the first three movies and like election year should have told you everything right like it's like oh, okay he's he's out like he's out right like, yep <laughs> and anarchy was the best one but then you know then you get election year where you're like oh okay and that's why four and five he didn't bother directing i i think having one person behind all of these different angles on it is why it fucks up so badly. It's why it fucks up introducing these new social commentary ideas to it on top of still trying to do the lower class versus the upper class. Yeah. And it gets all, yeah. like, it gets all fucked up, dude. It like, got out of hand big time in this movie. It get, there you go, Arturo. I think that sums it up best, right? It yep. just, it got out of hand. Like, yeah. you can, you can, like, looking back and rewatching the first one, you can see why they instantly wanted to do more. Yeah, because the concept was like, it was, it was genius how scary the concept was too because you're like oh my god yes. imagine fucking all crime including murder is legal for 12 hours dude yes. like that just 
that can start like a whole brainstorm of ideas, you know what I mean? But it can also be dangerous, you know, like, like it's like, as we um, saw, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like it's like that, um, uh, that uh, Zack Snyder thing. I always say like, he's, he, he's super creative, but he's not reined in. You know what I mean? Like you can be super creative, but you have to make sure you got some focus in your shit. You know, like anarchy was, they had some focus in their shit. It's like, okay, cool. We know exactly what's going to go down in the purge. And we have this, a central story of a dude trying to help these people out yes, while still yes. trying to get to his fucking purge. You know what I mean? You yes. know what's funny about that too? Um, this is why I really like Anarchy too. Um, the couple, um, Shane and his girlfriend, um, you know, who, by the way, decided to go grocery shopping before like 30 minutes before the purge was stupid. Yeah, but, um, it's stupid. But um, her character, when Shane gets shot, like at the end, and Agrillo is telling her, uh, listen, like, um, let's go. It's time to go, right? Because Dante and his people are there. Carmelo, whatever his name was, was there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Freedom Fighters, whatever. She goes like, no, like, I want to purge. That, to me, is the only honest instance of someone b- besides Grillo wanting to actually use the purge for like kind of what it was meant to be. Right. Like that revenge shit, you know, and like everyone else in the series from the girls in, in election day to the other opposing gang members in the first purge, they're like, Oh, I, want, I just want to purge. I want to purge. Like they just like, they're not understanding the human aspect of it. You know what I mean? But then right. in anarchy, when she goes like, yo, listen, like they just kind of like her mentality was, yo, they just fucking killed my man. Like I want to fucking purge. You know what I mean? Right. I want to be here. I and- want to fucking shoot those people. And, and like another another good one to anarchy. Uh, it also has where the sister kills her sister. Oh, because she's like, "You've been cheating on me." Yes, and I'm like, I read oh. your emails. I read your emails. I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, like this is like like that's why." Um, you see, so I guess yes, uh, we'll that's just we'll good. round you see, this. You see, text that's good human shit. That's like, hey, yes. what would you do on the purge that you can't do anywhere else and still get away with it? You're like, you know yeah, what, like. like <laughs> This fucker's been cheating on me, or this girl stole some money, or this guy stole this. You know what? Like, that's the human shit, you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I've uh, we've talked about this before about what we would do, you know, without incriminating ourselves or whatever, steal, but it's like money. Yeah, I would steal money. So give it's me like money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give and, me money and then I'll hide for the rest of the purge. Yeah, and it's like it sucks that we never got like a purge heist movie. You know? Dude, like, would, oh. Wouldn't that be the perfect opportunity <laughs> for like a oh. <laughs> Yo. Hey, let's pitch that. Let's pitch that to Demonico. All right. Yo, word, right? The purge heist. <laughs> uh but um But that can you see but that's what I'm talking about. You you have this high concept of the purge, and then you can work within the concept, like within the the groundwork and the confines of that concept. What can we do on this night that we can't do any other night and still like kind of, you know, make it fucking super violent and interesting? A heist would be perfect. Perfect, yeah. dude. It, it was yeah, like, it's the like first every- purge. The first purge. Like, I remember we saw it in theaters, and we were like, yo, if we wanted to purge, you steal money. And the guy, like, the one, first of the first crimes, yeah, one of the first crimes, yeah, one of the first crimes that happens is a guy trying to rip open an ATM, you know? <laughs> so that used to see, like, that was cool shit. But, um, yeah, but yeah folks, but- um, if you actually want to see a good purge movie, I highly recommend watching The Purge Anarchy. I think you get right. enough 
enough in that one where you don't even have to watch the first one either. They actually do a good job of showing you like uh, cam footage of stuff and giving you background. So highly recommend going to watch Anarchy. And if you don't want to watch anything Purge related, go watch The Tomorrow War streaming now on Amazon. Um, and thank you, folks for joining us on episode 73 of The Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast. And always with me on this journey is Mr. Nick Valdez. Thank you for listening. Do not forget to check us out on socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Thank you, Glenn, for the music. Thank you, Del, for the artwork. Once again, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it.